what's interesting to me is just right now that we just talked about it, that surge of adrenaline that I got and just the excitement around that, I feel that's something that I want to um, lean in more to. We've all been working in the creative business for more than 20 years and love almost everything about it. But we have to admit, there are times when it's a shit show. In this podcast, we're going to have honest conversations about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business, lessons we've learned, and share ideas and support that get us through the day. And sometimes, we'll just shoot the shit. So welcome to the Creative Shit Show. Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? I'm Jamie Saunders. Here. I'm here with my awesome co-host. I've got Justin Aarons, Karen Larson, and Von Glieschka on the cast with us as always. And we're excited to be here. Can we start right away with the way you say Von's last name? Is it Glieschka? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> what did I say? I mean, it's, it's, we've been friends for all these years, and I think it's Glitchka. Yes. It's just the southern Shit. pronunciation. So I'm off to a great start. I've known these guys for probably over a decade each, and I don't know how to pronounce any of their names properly. It's going to be a good show. Just we've been noodling around. I've been talking to other people and been very curious in some of my work that I've been doing. I've noticed a lot of people questioning their career choices. And obviously we're talking a lot about the great reset in our world as it sits. And I think I personally lately have been wondering a lot about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then I'm starting to wonder why other people are doing what they're doing and thought it would be a great conversation for us to have today, just sharing our thoughts on what we're doing and why we're doing it. And maybe we can help some people try to figure that out. What do you I guys think? I, I don't know. I just think Von Glieschka, could you kick us off? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Because I can't see myself doing anything else. That's why I'm doing it. But it's the definition of what I'm doing, though, seems to fundamentally change every three to five years. What I started off doing was trying to just have my own clients and do my own work. And over the first five to seven years of my business, it shifted to more or less being working with other places to help their clients. And I didn't mind that. It's a little easier management wise. I don't really get into that part. I don't enjoy it. That is, I guess what, why I'm doing what I'm doing is just because I like working with other people. Makes sense. How about you, Karen? Like Vaughn, I don't know what else I would be doing. I can think of lots of other things that I would be doing, but I love to be a graphic designer. I love helping people grow their business. I love working with all the different people and learning about all the different businesses. And I know I use this phrase all the time, but getting my head around what somebody is doing and helping them break down all that, you know, detail and everything. I, I love that. And I love, especially like working with engineers. They're great at stuff like that and, and they appreciate it. So I, I, working with people that really appreciate graphic design and the power behind it, it's really super satisfying, but being self-employed for so many years, I love that I don't have to go into an office. I love that I don't have a boss Amen. Yeah. all those things. Yeah. It's, there's, it's a great life. 
J-Dog? Yeah, I've thought about it. I've thought about it before. I mean, Karen, one of the questions I was going to ask you right off the bat is, is what would you be doing if you couldn't do what you're doing now? And when we talk to students, sometimes I'll ask you that question. And mine is, I wish I would have either been an actor or a director. And I was saying that to my kids the other day and, and they're like, why don't you do that? And yeah, why don't you? I might, I don't know. I, we get to do that a little bit. When I went to school, there was no internet, right? The thought of, of a designer or a creative doing a video on something people could see around the world in seconds. That was, that was even in a possibility. Mm-hmm. It felt like Star Trek. So I do what I do because I was one of those kids that I just had this creative perspective. I drew on the margins of my paper and until I had a teacher that really should, taught me that these are words I have now. I didn't, we didn't have these words back then that I was a visual learner. And yeah, then I, I saw things and pictures and concepts and colors and everyone here does. And right we all have different, we all have different areas of specialty. And so for me, I think that my best answer to that question is I would have to be doing something in the creative field. And I'm interested in doing maybe something different or more adding to what we do now, just because I'm almost 50. And uh, some of the things that used to really get me excited, I like doing, but they don't bring the same I don't know, for lack of a better term, soul food or enrichment or satisfaction or whatever the right term is. Mm-hmm. So what I really love doing now is I love working with my teammates who are younger in the profession and helping them okay. see things differently. And also learning. It's great. It's sometimes there's so many lessons to be learned in working with someone who doesn't know what they don't know. And it reminds you a couple of things. Wow. I actually know, <laughs> you know, a few things. <laughs> And two, wow, I still have so much to learn. And I'm just one of those people that that invigorates me versus freaks me out. Oh, good. Just going to say, I think that I had that same moment. It's a weird moment. Maybe you guys, maybe we can just divert for a minute and come right back to that. But I feel like when I was managing an intern program at my old company, they put me in charge of the intern program. And, and, it, and all of a sudden I realized these college kids were dependent on me for information and for organization and for showing them something. And all of a sudden I realized like, one, I'm not the kid anymore. So they're looking to me for a lot of information that I was just like, oh, I'm not sure. But then like you said, I'll get asked a question and I'll just start talking about it. And I'll be like, oh, I do know all of that. It's in there somewhere. But that's a weird moment when you transition from being the mentee to the mentor. It's a wild moment where you realize people are looking to you for something. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is Justin had no idea you had even thought about any of that kind of stuff. This goes back about five years ago. I was, and I had told like Stefan, like I'm thinking of a complete shift and the shift was to, try to get into art direction for the film industry. And there's one person inside Hollywood, runs this company out Burbank. His name, he's a director. His name's Phil Cook. I follow him on Instagram. And he let me call him and talk to him and pick his brain about doing that. And he, he gave me some good feedback in terms of, he didn't think it was a good move for me. And that's not really what I wanted to hear at the time, but it's what I needed to hear because he made some good points and I'm glad I didn't make that move, but you might want to check him out. He's, 
he has a lot of good quotes. He's he's a good thinker, but he also does a lot of does a lot of film. My first met him years ago when they hired me to do a logo type for a production they were working on. But I love that, Yvonne. We actually we did talk about this. We oh, we yeah? were doing a film. Yeah, we did a film together in Africa. Mm-hmm. You were there. Remember, we were doing that film, and we were talking about <laughs> we were we were talking about your thing, but. We're just, I was just saying that that really energized me. And what I couldn't discern at the time was it was energized because I was in Africa. I was energized because we were doing work to benefit others, or was it the film, or was it all the above? And to me now, I I know it's all of the above. But I remember Stefan Muma, you and he and I were talking. I think we actually were at a film fest or whatever, and you were telling us about this great position of designers who design products for shows like props for shows and stuff like that this is the conversation you you had with yeah, i remember yes yeah, yeah and, and it was awesome and i thought wow and it's funny ever since you've told me that by the way just as a side note when i watch you see it a lot in marvel especially the mcu but when you watch these shows even period pieces and uh like you know i'm watching 1883 right now and oh, i'm thinking oh, wow that those labels in that store like some designer put just passion and love and, and <laughs> for something that may never be seen. And I don't know, there's something wonderfully romantic about that. So uh, I, you inspired me when you told me that. I think that you would be amazing at that, um, just as a Year, Years ago, I, I stopped doing it years ago, but every year I would go to Pixar's site and see if they had any position and I had applied for it. A friend of mine who I used to work with years ago here in Oregon, he worked for ILM for eight years. And so he knew, I forget the director, something green is his last name. He did the bug's life. Anyway, he connected me with him and the guy emailed me and said, Hey, go to Pixar, apply for this job. And I was like, okay, that's really not a endorsement or whatever but Good yeah luck. i didn't i didn't really take it seriously and then two days later i get an email from him and i've been waiting for your application to come through and i'm like oh shit oh, and man. so <laughs> i i went exciting. and i spent like the whole day filling out is like this long thing and then it, it went through and basically i did a dear john letter type reply back but yeah it's I've always, I always thought, and it was a perfect job. It was for a production designer. That doesn't mean the same in film. That's like Justin said, it's like helping sell the narrative of whatever the shot is they're doing. In this case, the store he referred to, but there's a couple of people. I met a guy a few years back who does production design for film and he was really fun to talk to. It, it is interesting and I'm always picking up on it in production especially if it's a coffee shop it it irritates me when they phone it in it just like i've done captures of the screen and it just says coffee like really fine get a little creative don't yeah great job somebody yeah but you need to just you do so many other pet projects you should start creating graphics that will apply to all of that there's all the uh graphics that are done for um, like Hotel Budapest, and I'm not going to remember the name. Wes the Anderson. Thank yeah, you Wes so Anderson. Much. Yeah. And then the new, I don't know if you guys have seen, but the newest Wes uh, Anderson. Yeah. Oh beautiful. my God, it is gorgeous. It is an art director designer's dream. I think that if you show people that you can do it, then they'll come. 
that's the attitude. All right, Vaughn, here it is. Here's your next social campaign. So snag those screenshots and then Photoshop in your idea. I, that would, people would yeah. love that. That would be great. Yes. That's and then great go idea. ahead and send our the residual check to Jamie, Karen, and I for giving you yep. that great idea. Now, <laughs> Justin, you're the one that some merch. I first met you through Scott Hall, my art rep. And Scott is friends with uh, J. Todd Anderson, who was the storyboard artist for the Coen brothers, or is uh, the storyboard artist for pretty much all their productions going back to Raising Arizona. Oh, and, by the way, which I still think is one of the best films ever by them. Ever. But anyways, keep going. So when I was in Ohio visiting Scott, he coordinated a dinner where Jay Todd showed up and he agreed to bring his storyboard book for The Big Lebowski. So I got uh, to oh kind of go through that. And I traded him a poster for a page out of that book. So oh, that's amazing. I one of the original like dude sketches of his so. Okay, we're gonna. Ron, have you're to totally, you're on. totally flexing on us right now, yeah, but I love it. That's a good flex. On the creative shit show website. Oh yeah, that that would be great. Justin, I have a question for you. If you were, what type of actor and and or director, what type of work would you want to do? That's a great question. They're they're different. My daughter is. I have four kids, as you guys know, but for those listeners, I now have four kids, and my youngest is a sophomore in high school, and. She just started watching Yellowstone because my wife and I are really into it. And the cinematography on that show, and even Wes Anderson films, like the, it's just gorgeous, right? Did you see um, the tornado true. scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh. it's oh. visionary. It's so great. And what's interesting to me is just right now that we just talked about it, that surge of adrenaline that I got and just the excitement around that, I feel that's something that I want to... Um, lean in more to it. We do some videos and stuff for Rule 29 and, and I enjoy that. Other corporate videos, it's not like we're, and I know we're telling narratives and we try to make them as cinematic as possible, which is different. I want to experience what that difference is because I've only ever done documentaries and those are fun. But so something that was either in nature and beautiful or something that you created in a world, like an environment, like a Wes Anderson type situation. I know those are really special and very specific. And then, I, I don't know, I like all forms of film, but I really enjoy shows that are funny, but also have like dramedies, right? That there's a story behind them, but they're also funny. I don't know, that'd be fun to, to be a part of that in some way. But I just really want to quick, Jamie, did we didn't get what you're We didn't get to her. Nope. By. Yeah, we'd love to. So for me, it, it kind of goes back just a little bit, because I was actually, you were saying you were talking to your kids about your career, what you wanted to do. And my son's 16 now, and he's getting more interested in, in learning more about my past life, what I did before he came around. And I and he said, he's looking at colleges. So he said, what did you study in college? And I said, I actually went into college thinking I was going to be a teacher. And he laughed like the loudest laugh ever. And it, it affirmed that I made the right choice in not, <laughs> not becoming a teacher because I I said, why are you laughing? He said, you are not patient. There's just no way. And so I do love mentoring people. That's not teaching. So I said, uh, okay, I'm going to switch my major once I realized I didn't want to be a teacher. And I ended up in marketing communications because my advisor told me, you get to talk for a living. <laughs> so I actually <laughs> was like, this is made for me. Notes home from school since I was like five, since kindergarten talks too much, talks too much, you know, to the point where my mom was like, I'm not coming in for 
a parent-teacher conference because she talks too much. She's five. She's seven. Get over it. It still goes on today, especially just anyway. So learning that I can make a, a living talking was like icing on the cake for me. And then I took a, a reroute through retail which I loved working as a store manager and district manager for Bath and Body Works for years and years. And then I ended up at Nina Paper Company and just wanted to make a big change once I had my son. And they stuck me in a Marcom role that they didn't have, created the position. And it was just love at first sight. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And so that's my roundabout story. And you met all of us because of that. That's right. I was today years old when I found out your job before Nina. I had no oh, idea. Yeah? yeah, yeah, I was a retail manager a long time. I loved it. I sold bubble bath. How bad can that be? People come in having a bad day, looking for some like bubble bath, <laughs> and you're like, I can help you with that. And you I know, was. Like, I'm going to share. Too. Yeah, I'm going to share with you guys a fun fact. Do you know that Vaughn loves bubble baths? Vaughn, how often do you take a bubble? Period. Are you kidding? Or being serious? Do you? Yeah, it's like I'd much rather take a shower. You know what it is? It's just, we call it in my house affectionately fart water because you're just like literally <laughs> sitting. Come on, Vaughn, you like a good bath, bath bomb. I, I would love to replace our the bathtub we have <laughs> with a jacuzzi tub. Then I'd be okay with it. Then you're just stirring up the filth. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God. Well, don't blame me. Bath? Jamie brought it up. Yeah. yeah, bubble bath is good. There's a market for everything. Once I realized you could hone a pitch, like seriously, I got really good at it. And you're just like trying to help them out. And next thing you're talking about your life and then they buy like $100 worth of bubble bath and lotion and they leave and they're happy and then they come back and they want to see you. And I don't know, it's when I realized if you hone your pitch and you get that down, I didn't even know I was doing marketing. You know what I mean? At that time, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But I think back to that time a lot about, you know, the difference between what we did, what I was doing there and what I'm doing now is people were coming into the store. So they were like a captive audience, right? So they come into the store, they're looking for something, they need something, they want something, and then I give it to them. But now it's, you got to go out and seek those people. So it's harder. But I think that my background, it helps me try to refine, think through what I'm doing. So as far as your why, aside from the fact that you could talk. You took this job without knowing probably really what the industry was. How long did it take you to learn that you loved the industry or did it, it take you a while? It was probably about six months in. Nina is a special place. Honestly, it still holds a, a special place in my heart. So keep up with the people there. I love the culture there. I still talk to people there, but I was talking well, about yeah. And right. so I talked to them constantly. I, I, I love working with them. I was telling Vaughn, he said, you know, I didn't realize that when your mom passed was when you made that transition to working for yourself. And I think it's just like those big life moments, put everything in perspective for you. So I was there for a dozen years. I love my job. And then one day I didn't love it anymore. And it wasn't them. It was me. It was totally me. And I thought, I love marketing. I love doing this, but I don't want to do it like this. And I'm not, I'm doing a disservice to the the coworkers that I have and the, and the company that I love because I was, I just couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate and I couldn't give my best. So I don't want to do anything where I'm not, if I don't want to sign my name to it, I'm not going to do it. Right. Like I need well, to be able to feel comfortable. So I made that switch to, to me always, personally. 
there's always those big life moments that make you want to make decisions. And it was it's mm-hmm. obvious that the, your mom's illness and then ultimately her death really triggered that. If she was going to go and if she was going to leave, I, I felt like it needed to be bigger. I needed to go and do something bigger. So until Vaughn, it was like I went into the Alzheimer's advocacy and her honor and then it just became, hey, you're good at this. They needed my help. I started doing marketing with them. And then I thought, I can actually maybe do this for myself. And I started working with SCAD and other people. And it just became this, I don't know, it's been a journey. I just allowed myself now to be more free to follow things than I ever had in my, I, I used to plan everything, very think things through. And now it's just one day at a time. I just want to do what I'm, but I love what I'm doing now. And I love it. I still get to do all the things I get to do before, but now I get to sit over here and look into Nina from the outside and it's perfect. It works for everybody, right? You know, and they've got somebody there that they can work with day in and day out. And then they've got me when they need me. So Justin, you had asked me what else I would do if I wasn't doing what I was doing. Yeah, and I want to know. So when I was a kid, I always said, I'm either going to be a commercial artist because they didn't have graphic designers. That wasn't a term back then, really. Or I was going to be a stewardess because I wanted to travel. And I got airsick. So that was not going to work. My grandmother on on my dad's side, she knew a commercial artist and she would send me these stats all the time. And stats like photo stats. I don't mean like... Mm statistics and she would send the, me these stats of these illustrators and I'm like this is cool so that's where it was like I just didn't it was a given I guess but as I've gotten older I have done some teaching and I like it I like teaching adults and I plan on doing more of that probably through online stuff but I've also nursing is and it's not ever going to happen but I think I would have been a good nurse I have played this nurse. Is so aid. wild. I know. And there's two new things. I just yep. flight attendant and nurse. I just <laughs> I'm my mind is blown. I'm, yeah. I'm blown. I have I've played I've played the role of a caregiver to multiple people in my life over multiple years. And it's just a natural. If anything, it's might not be a nurse but maybe an advocate, a healthcare ad. And, uh, well, you're strong. That's what they need is somebody there to right. and be strong like you are. We've discussed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at it and Strength. I get it. And I actually, there's some weirdness about walking into a hospital for me. There's, I'm very comfortable and I could see me doing that someday, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, right now I have enough of that within the family. So I have a full-time job within the family for that. I think what's interesting about this conversation is that we all get to see each other, have been able to see each other, our conferences, primarily the Howe Conference. And I'd be willing to bet that almost every time we're around the table, breaking bread or having a drink, whatever else, someone is talking about doing something else. Because I think think one of the things that I was excited about the show is just to talk about some realities that we all have. Mm -hmm. And I think that in our business, at least speaking from my perspective, we put so much of us into the work. And I don't know if you guys relate to this at at all. And although we're older and don't take it as personal as we did when we were probably, it still takes a toll. At least it feels like that way to me. 
And depending on if you're on a good season of with a great client space or not, unfortunately, at least right now, that feels to really add to or is that my energy? Does this land with any of you guys at all? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, especially the fact that you said if you're on a high, like the highs are amazing. But if you're on a low with a client, which I have been, and you can feel it going, it's a slow low usually. And you're not sure when and if it's going to end. And you have to usually make a decision as to how it's going to end. But it's never fun. I can say for all four of us, we put our heart and soul into our work and delivering for clients. And when it's not going right, it's a shit show. I don't know how else. You can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. It's it's a yeah, mind it's like game. Drains you. I mean, yeah, it's a mind game. We play mind games with ourselves. We we start playing the, am I not worthy? Do we have it's right, imposter, imposter syndrome? It's yep. everything. <laughs> even even though we've been doing this forever, we all experience that. Right now, I feel like I'm on, on a high on things, so I get more optimistic. And all right now, just out of curiosity. I really cannot believe that I've been doing this for 40 years and I don't want to stop. Now, granted, the fact that I'm doing different stuff, we have to challenge ourselves daily, weekly, yearly. And like last year, as you all know, I did procreate for LinkedIn. That was huge for me. Didn't It was a huge challenge and I did it. And now it's going great. And I want to do more of that. So it's, it's just reinventing constantly. We have a chance as self-employed people to reinvent. Nobody is telling us what we can and can't do. The reinvention part, I think, is a big thing. I've been creating content for Start Off with Linda, now LinkedIn, since 2011. And so I have a booth. And I was just thinking at the end of last year, beginning of this year, I have a pretty good resource I can access anytime I want. Maybe I should use it for other things than just developing content for LinkedIn. So I've set up an account with Amazon Audio, and I'm looking at people who need dictation and stuff done and figuring I have a recording set up. I might as well. Uh, try that. And then just to, so I've actually submitted a few things so far. You, you download their script and then you have to read it. And then they make a decision if you're somebody they'll consider for that. So Karen and I literally just did this for her client. It was like, yep. through like a voice jungle, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That was so crazy hearing some of the different ways that, that people great. read. Read over yeah. one lady. She sounded like a complete like AI. It sounded like a robot. It was a real person, but it, it was like in no way is this the the voice. Do you have a Do you have a radio Vaughn voice? This is my radio podcast Justin voice. Do you have a? No, it, it depends. Like the thing I read for was like a kind of a fantasy novel of sorts, and it had a fake language, so I had to speak it like I knew. Oh, it. I need to do it here. I'll do it. What are you doing? I'll pay you money. Yeah, just a little, just a little snippet. I don't even remember how I pulled it off. I just no, just send over the recording. You know, oh, I can do here. 
cartoon character. Like you would be the best cartoon character to me. Like you could read her animation and it would be amazing. Or a Star Wars. A good droopity dog. I bet you do. Let's hear it. (laughs) I'm not gonna do any more than that. It's so internet or anything. (laughs) By the way, I need to get that clip because that's gonna be my ringtone when you call me now, just over and over again. I love it so much. It's exactly what I thought. This was, I mean, to me, guys, this was such a good conversation because it just like, I know every time we get together, I learn something new about you. And that's like the true value of friendship to me is just that you can always keep going back to the table, like you said, and finding out new things about each other. It's not boring. It's never boring with you guys. And I, I love that and appreciate you, you know, sharing your thoughts on careers and where we think we can go with it. I think there's still so much more conversation to be had, but we get, we're running out of time. So it's just been a good show. I love it. Well, and I'll just say for me, I, I walked away today um, feeling uh, not alone in the uh, fact that sometimes we feel great about our job and sometimes like we don't, and we start dreaming about the things that we wish we could do. So Karen and I are going to go to flight attendant school and we'll go from there. Good takeaway. Bonnie, you got any takeaway? I learned something new about each of you that I didn't know before today. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Love it.